No, I, and I mean, also, I just love when he goes like, "Come here, look in the mirror." He goes, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." You don't, you don't have to do that every time. You know? All right, I'm sorry. I'll stop. All right, you see that guy in the mirror? That's your tough. <laughs> you're still, do, you're still doing it. Oh, I am. All right, I'll stop. Yeah, you're still doing it. Now, every time you throw a shot at him, what's he doing? He's throwing one back. I love That's how you right. just, you just kind of fold a little more Zach into it each time, and you're like, "Yeah, you're still doing it." Stop saying pretty Ricky. Just call That's him what his name by. is. Just call the man by his name. That's what his name is. Ricky. It's pretty Ricky Conlon. It's Ricky Conlon. It's pretty Ricky Conlon. Wine Dixon in the last episode. Every time he said Mason the Wine Dixon, Mason the Wine Dixon. I, I feel hey, weird saying hey. Mason Dixon. Can I say something? Can I tell you right now? I would rather if I was if I was purchasing the movies and I could only buy five, it would be one through five. Bye. Well, that's 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 just garbage. To me, the franchise is more sacred than any single movie. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a one movie franchise. I think I was talking to my mom. It's her birthday tomorrow, and she was saying that you know, in her mind, there's only one. To me, it would be impossible to be like I like one, and I like Creed. You know what right. I'm saying? And I'm I'm very there's much a lot the that happened in the middle there, and. I'm not I'm just I'm not gonna just cherry pick my favorite things about. I like the whole enchilada. Yeah, I don't own any movies that I don't like. Does that swing the other way? Like Fast and the Furious has a couple good movies and a lot of bad ones. There are absolutely movie franchises that I don't hold with that kind of regard. The same regard that I that I think about when I think of Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy Brent, you know the entire monologue from Dom in the first movie. I think you <laughs> No, I I said that knowing it was going to get a little, you know, a little something going, and I I welcome that. Realistically, the only Rocky movie I would not want to own is Balboa, because five is that like so bad that it's kind of good. Yeah, I think if there were any of them that you could just kind of slide it out quietly and throw it in the trash, it would be Rocky Balboa. I'd say, sure, it's it doesn't really fit with the first part it it it's kind of its own thing and realistically like i just don't like seeing this senior citizen i'm just seeing the look on mitch's face though and oh no 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 no. i totally agree the scene where he starts training and the first cut is him running but his body is so tortoise-like <laughs> old age it's so depressing to and see he's him. got that little that Sad little dog running with him. The thing about the first Rocky, and I don't know if you guys would agree, that is so striking for me is that it is through and through an indie movie. Interesting. Um, Well, yeah, when you hear about how it was shot, right, like, Literally, they're driving by one day, and they see a stretch of road, and like, hey, get out and start running. Yeah, right. Like that—that that does scream indie. That this didn't have uh, the huge production values. They didn't have time. Like, mm-hmm. there's stories of like, there's a van, a hers chip van, in one shot. And they just yeah. didn't have time to reshoot, so they left it in the movie. 
Yeah. And it's the thing, I think, you know, if I saw this movie today in an indie theater, I'd be like, yeah, this, this makes perfect sense. And I love it. Right. It feels like an indie movie and they, they, they scored a huge win with getting Burgess Meredith in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Mickey. I love Mickey. God, I love him. Yeah, tomato. Who are some other underdogs that we can, you know, think of who maybe would be comparable? You know what I mean? Braveheart is is absolutely an underdog story. I really, w- I really put some thought into like a war, a war movie, and like fighting for your life, fighting for your country, fighting for your people. A war movie versus versus a movie like Rocky, and and at the point, at that point, when I was asking myself this question, I was like, um, Rocky being a boxing movie, you know, and, but Rocky's so much more than a boxing movie. Rocky's, Rocky's fighting for his life also. After Rocky, the first person I think of is John McClane in that first Die Hard, where, you know, it's Ooh. just him versus 12 terrorists. And by the end of the movie, he's drenched in blood. His feet are just filled with glass. He's, totally at the end of his rope greatest underdog movie mighty ducks oh absolutely i mean mighty ducks is a perfect film like that's One, two, and three yeah <laughs> flawless movies can we uh, just that they defeat I- iceland and the varsity <laughs> in that order i sweep yeah, and the second one. All right, we're getting sidetracked. And the second one, <laughs> country, and the third one, and the really good high school team that they couldn't make. <laughs> I love how they go from this District Five ragtag to representing America, and they only won the Pee Wee hockey because the Panthers got the measles. <laughs> This is a state championship for that age. This is a peewee hockey tournament. That they barely won. (laughs) They barely won. And at one point, remember they run into the Hawks in the the playground and they say, can't believe they beat us last year. So like that was a year ago. It wasn't like three years have elapsed. Although the Hawks do seem like they're 60 now in the second one. They seem old. <laughs> can't believe they beat us last year. It's oh, like... A beer in that scene. I'm like, whoa, when did you get so mature? Which, uh, which character do you feel like deserves a spinoff if there was a spinoff to be made? I'd love to see a Making a Murderer style uh, <laughs> docu-series on uh, George Washington <laughs> I also really want to see uh, my cousin Polly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zach, can you give me the seminal line from my cousin Polly? Were, were these about... magic fruits? Yeah. Were, were these magic cheesesteak? <laughs> Did you get these cheesesteak from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? <laughs> so I'd watch that. Brandon? Oh, I think I'm going back to Gazo. Yeah. We, Interesting. I, we 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 dip into the the second rate loan shark life, and I would say I would uh, maybe take a little bit of the wire and take a little bit of the Sopranos, and you got my show. You got my show right there. Ooh, ooh, pretty woman, but with Clubber Lang as the Richard Gere character. <gasps> oh man! And Adrian in the red dress. <laughs> hey, woman. 
and I want and I want Mr. T to sing Pretty Woman. <laughs> How'd you like to have a real man? Talk real quick about the best line in the movie. Hi guys. No, the best line in Rocky. <laughs> tomato. No, no. The best line in Rocky is when he says, Cut me, Mick. I love when Mickey tells Rocky that his nose is broken. He's like, mm-hmm. How does it look? And he goes, Eh, it's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't so bad. And then there's the big speech from Rocky Balboa. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It is a very mean and nasty place, and it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Mm. Me or nope. (laughs) You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Man. I'm thinking, I'm like, he's writing this stuff out, and no one was like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, no, Master. Is a little on the nose, Stallone? You think this is maybe we need to pull back? Because Stallone is writing it. He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Oh, yes. He's sitting on his couch with his Doritos. (laughs) That was good. I love the idea of Stallone writing a screenplay whilst eating Doritos. (laughs) I like uh, that. What does he say about the bell? Not in Creed. Says that bell means hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, that, that bell don't mean school's out, Donnie. That bell means hell. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, it's good. I do like what he says to um, to Michael B. Jordan when he comes into Adrian's to find him, and he's talking about his dad and time, how he was the best, and yes, how time. He was like, "Well, how'd you beat? If he was the best, how'd you beat him?" He goes, "Time, time beat him. Time beats everyone." Yeah, so that's actually fighter who's undefeated. That's that's a great great, line. That's actually a pretty great line. Yeah, Yeah. I will say it's it's so small, but um, I love when he says to Creed in prison. He says, "Maybe you're not angry at me. Maybe you're angry at someone who can't defend themselves." Or is it I don't sweat you? The best line in Rocky definitely does not involve Paulie in any capacity. Can we take a moment to disclaim that we don't like Polly <laughs> while I loving him? He is just so deeply racist. I love misogynist. Misogynist. The part where Polly is just tearing apart his house. And <laughs> and Rocky goes, "But Polly, it's cold outside." <laughs> Like he says to Adrian in the movie also when she's like, Rocky, I really can't stay. <laughs> well, Paul is a drunk, so that doesn't surprise me. I love the way that they describe him in Creed when he goes, Paulie was my best friend, even though he wasn't all that friendly. Yeah. Can we just talk a minute about uh, about Paulie chucking the turkey into the yard? I was so mm-hmm. mad. No crueler thing has happened in a movie. But he keeps the undercooked wing. <laughs> Can I say, starts, side note, it's, on it, it starts munching on it, and he offers some to Rocky. Let's rank the most evil moments in movies ever. Uh, Number one, Polly throwing the turkey out of the window. Number two, Ray finds in Schindler's List. 
going to throw my hat in the ring for when Mickey is talking to Rocky and he says that you had what it takes to be a good fighter, but instead you became a leg breaker for a second grade oh. shark and Stallone just kind of quips. Um, it's a living. And then, right. And then, and then Burgess fires back with, it's a waste of life. And I think actually that is when I realized how like these guys have history. There's some serious history here between these two and it goes back far and it goes back deep. And I think early on um, maybe Mickey saw something and then he wrote him off pretty quickly because Rocky makes that clear 10 years ago. I needed your help. You weren't anywhere to be found. And I think at that point, maybe Burgess had kind of already written this fighter off as just kind of a, a bum, a, a thug. And, um, so I was kind of bouncing back and forth on that because Mickey's insults cut so deep. It's like, gosh, like he really like has an issue with Rocky. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, someone you don't care about, you don't take that, you don't put that much thought into this. These are the things I don't like about you. These are, you know what I'm saying? Like you just don't put that much thought into it, but he's clearly thought this out and right. that yeah, these guys, these guys go back far. I think when I was a kid, I thought like he was leaving the light on for Rocky. Like he was gonna, he, he always wanted Rocky to turn it around. But as an adult, now I see like, oh no, he, he'd written him off, but he had good reasons for writing him off. Yeah. You know, he, he'd had to come to peace uh, with why he had to give up on Rocky. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was a really good touching take. Zach, can we do uh, the, the funny take? Uh, I'll be Mick and you could be Stallone? Yes. Because you had what it takes to be a great fighter. And instead you became a leg breaker for a two-bit loan shark. It's 11. It's a waste of life. All right. That's it. I just want to get that out of <laughs> That wasn't bad, Mitch. That was a pretty good. I'm a, I have a pretty good Burgess Meredith in my pocket. I'm not good at a lot of impressions, but that's one I do have. Why is Bum the sickest burn oh, in man. 1970s Philadelphia? Oh, they can't take it. Bum. You call me a bum? Who'd you fight? Puerto Rico, he's a bum. Yeah, he's a cake eater. That's the thing. These sports movies always have the worst like insults ever. Yeah, well also the best. Kissing, yeah, they're the they're the best. It's because these are PG movies. <laughs> yeah, you're a tomato. Yeah, tomato. <laughs> there, I'm sure there's an NC17 cut where Burgess Meredith just goes off. You know what I think is ridiculous? Rocky gives a lengthy speech to like a 10-year-old girl on not to be a whore. That's a little weird. I rewatched it the other day it, under that same guise of like, is this going to be weird? But at the same time, I was like, you know what? It's the thing like I buy it because Rocky doesn't know that like, hey, maybe this isn't an appropriate conversation to have with a child. Yeah, like the sad music plays, but who's the creepo? It's Rocky. He's creep. I do love that scene when she goes, screw you, creepo, and he just goes, oh, oh yeah, I am a creepo. <laughs> and he walks away real sad. Yeah. And that girl's performance, I mean, where's her Academy Award? <laughs> screw it. She doesn't give any inflection, but she, oh, finds, you creepo. she finds out that rude arm gesture perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> screw you, creepo. 
like one, two, three, four, and a two, a three. -a. The fact that that breaks Rocky down so much is the most ridiculous <laughs> moment in that movie. What parts hit you the hardest? To me, it's uh, everything he does with Adrian. We haven't hit on that at all. Every moment he has with Adrian is very touching. Yeah, like I was saying, when I think about Rocky, I think about the scene where he takes her ice skating and he just runs next to her. And it's a thing like, you know, here's a guy who he doesn't have any money. Yeah, it's kind of the annoying trope, I'll say, for Adrian of like, she was beautiful all along. She was just wearing glasses. You just have to take the glasses off. Hate that. Uh, but she does. I love that she becomes more uh, self-possessed as the movies go on. Mm -hmm. can, I, can I say what I love about that first date scene is he haggles with the rink manager over $2? Yeah. <laughs> I love he's like, Adrian, stay right here. I'm going to go smooth this guy out. <laughs> man stuff. <laughs> we'll talk to this guy man to man gosh all right what scenes hit you brandon absolutely everything between rocky and mickey those were my i feel like that it's been evident in everything i've said before now but that just that almost father-son um mentor mentee just that um that relationship there's clearly a lot of hurt. There's clearly a lot of just uh, to borrow a line from Pauly in, in Rocky Balboa. Just a lot of stuff in the basement um, that needs to be aired out. They need, to, they need to work it out, and they do, and they do it well. And they form almost a dream team, but they, they, it, it works. Their relationship works. And I feel like um, Mickey and Rocky take... Um, take the prize home for me personally, just on a personal level, as you know, a guy who, you know, didn't really do super well in school, who I felt like I've had to, you know, prove myself a lot in my life. There's that level of when I watch Rocky, I see a version of myself, you know, and I see something that's inspiring, like, you know, like a drive to, to work hard and to, you know, prove people wrong, but also to like prove myself wrong. Like that's a another big thing about um, Rocky is, you know, I don't want to keep going back to Creed, but in Creed, Rocky says, you know, look in the mirror, that's your toughest opponent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in Rocky, that's so evident to me is that like, you know, at the end of the day, the person that Rocky needs to overcome is himself. And, you know, in my life, that's something that's really resonated with me. So I think it's, it's that whole element of you seeing Rocky decide like, no, I'm not going to be a bum. I'm not gonna, you know, be the guy who is taking these easy fights. I'm, I'm going to go the whole way with Apollo Creed. Am I going to win? No, but I'm going to stay in the ring with him until the fight's over. Uh, the message that uh, I can work harder than I think I can. I can push myself more, uh, you know, than than the world tells me I'm supposed to. I can keep going. Is something that is a powerful message. Um, you know, I think these movies have the potential to 
shape the way we think. They really mm -hmm. do. And you know what I love about Rocky? It's a community of losers. Uh, he's surrounded yes. by people who don't fulfill their potential. Uh, because I think why I resonate with that because I think that is real life. I think that's what most neighborhoods look like. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, it's filled with remember hymns and uh, you know what ifs, uh, people who could have seized a moment but didn't. That's what real life is. Or people who uh, never got the chance. Uh, so there's something powerful to me about um, Rocky is the one in a million who gets the shot. Yes. And everyone else loves to root that person on. Yeah. And so much of, of Rocky for me too. And it, it gets, this is more getting into the, the later films in the franchise is you talk about, you know, that community of, you know, bums and losers and it's that Rocky is taking them with him in a way. Yes. I just think rewatching it this time when I, I saw how fickle Apollo's decision was, eh, pick that guy. Mm -hmm. And that's the one who got the shot. Right. Uh, that really just struck me about, oh, there's uh, there's no cosmic design here. Uh, the American dream in these movies is presented, it's cold uh, and unfeeling, and it's business. It's business. All right, fellas, the consensus. Is Rocky the ultimate underdog story? Uh, he's the ultimate underdog because he carries the hopes and dreams of his entire community. Uh, he's the ultimate underdog because he faces an insurmountable challenge and finds unknown strength in himself to meet the challenge. Uh, he grows uh, into a new person to overcome the challenge. Yeah, he's the ultimate underdog. And Rocky is the every person. He is everyone identifies with Rocky. At least, at least I do. I don't know. Um, I. Yeah, like I said earlier, I, you know, I definitely do. And, you know, there was that, there's that element too of, you know, beyond, even beyond the Rocky movie, you know, the making of the movie, the, the writing of the movie, Stallone's story, like all of that lumped together, I think makes Rocky as a film and as a story, the ultimate underdog story. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us for the two-part series on Rocky, the ultimate underdog story. If you have a minute, like us on Facebook. We can be found at the Is It Really podcast. And give us your opinion. We would love to know how you feel about our episodes and any weird movie opinions you may have. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher. If you're feeling good, give us a rating and or a review. We would really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.